today we are looking at the third of our deadlies, the seven deadly sins or capital sins. And this one is envy. I suppose, in fact, since Lent began just last week, our consideration of the seven deadly sins takes on a new urgency and perhaps we have to approach them even more in a more contemplative manner, reconsidering how does this possibly affect my soul. So in the third place on the podium of deadly sins, we have envy. And perhaps this is a virtue or a vice rather that we don't think about very much, but it is a, perhaps it's a particularly nasty one. Shakespeare famously calls envy the green-eyed monster. But even more strikingly, St. Augustine calls it the diabolical sin. Envy, we're told, can lead us to the worst of crimes. And amazing, the Book of Wisdom in the Old Testament even tells us that it was envy that moved the devil to his assault on mankind, essentially, his envy of Adam and Eve and what they had and what he had lost. And so it says, through the devil's envy, death entered the world. So in a sense, you and I, we're all victims of envy. Thinking of the passion that we are preparing ourselves over Lent for, St. Matthew tells us that even Pilate could see that the Pharisees and the other leading Jews were motivated by the green-eyed monster of envy because he tells us that Pilate knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him, Jesus, up to him. So it was, it was, it was no mystery to him, the motivation behind what the, the chiefs of the, the Pharisees and so on, the leaders of the Jews were doing. The Catechism of the Catholic Church also tells us that envy even wreaks havoc within the very church herself. And it qu- quotes uh, one of the saints saying, we fight against one another and envy arms us against one another. We are engaged in making Christ's body a corpse. We declare ourselves members of one and the same organism, yet we devour one another like beasts. So very strong words. So what exactly is envy? Well, it is a kind of sadness. Now, uh, sadness hardly seems like a sin to us, except this sadness is caused by something that precisely should cause us joy, not sadness. And so the Catechism explains, it says, this is sadness at the sight of another's goods and the immoderate desire to acquire them for oneself, even unjustly. So in other words, seeing that somebody has got something, it could be something physical, it could be uh, honors, uh, it could be a talent, and we haven't got it, or at least we think we haven't got it, and that saddens us. And that's kind of a little bit distorted, or very distorted, precisely because we should be happy to see that that other person has something good, whether we have it or we don't have it, is immaterial. Haven't we all been there, of course? A friend comes uh, back from the exams uh, that we also did and they came maybe much higher than we did. A neighbor drives home in a car that makes yours look like something that Fred Flintstone might be seen in. A colleague gets the promotion that you were hoping to get. And so we have that disappointment, but also the horrible feeling of envy. And if we're not careful, this Envy can lead us onto other sins. For example, very simply, that we start speaking badly of that person that we envy, trying to drag them down a peg or two. 
So then, the question is, what do we do about it? And the Tenth Commandment tells us that we have to banish, we have to banish envy from our heart. And we do this by struggling against it, exercising goodwill. In other words, goodwill towards that person who came home with a new car, or got the promotion, or came higher than us in exams. And it tells us also that we have to train ourselves to live in humility. Humility being the truth. Fair enough. He did well. He did better than me. She got that promotion. They got a better car. Whatever it is. Truth. Fine. And, and to accept the truth. It's a lovely example in, in the writings of St. Saint, uh, Saint Gregory Nazianzen, who had a great friend, Basil. So the writings of Basil, actually, he's writing about his friendship with Gregory. They were both students, this is in the early centuries, they were both students together in Athens, both really gifted students and very similar talents. But they said they competed with one another. And this is what he said when they were in Athens. He said um, they were both inspired by the same love of learning. But he says, this is an ambition, especially subject to envy. Yet between us, there was no envy. On the contrary, we made capital out of our rivalry. Our rivalry consisted not in seeking the first place for oneself, but in yielding it to the other. For we each looked on the other's success as his own. So very beautiful. The two top students vying to come second so that the other guy would come first. Very beautiful. And Gregory and Basil show us that the opposite virtue to envy is what we call fraternal charity. Really rejoicing in what another person has received because they have got something wonderful. Alleluia. Whether we have it or not, again, is immaterial. So we could even ask these two great saints, Gregory and Basil, to help us. They give us that wonderful example of, of fraternal charity, fighting, and we, we can fight the, uh, the green-eyed monster exercising this, this beautiful virtue of fraternal charity. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.